This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Hello ladies and gents, and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host Chris Simpson, and joining me as always is Carthus Lloyd. Hello. And we don't have a huge amount to go through, to be honest, this week, because Newcastle obviously haven't played, with it being the international break. Um, so we're really just going to run through a little bit of uh, a little bit of Magpies news, and then look ahead to Newcastle's trip to Spurs on Sunday. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's not it's not the most interesting news, really. There's a, there's some mild positives <laughs> and uh, what we expected so yeah I mean first of all I think uh, we'll go through uh, yes I mean they'll hopefully have good news for Newcastle um, but so it's good news for Chris Wood he's become New Zealand's all-time international uh, goal scorer uh, he took his tally to 30 goals for the All-Whites uh, with two goals in a 4-0 win over Fiji and then got another brace in a 7-1 thrashing of New Caledonia. What that means is at the time of recording, I think New Zealand might be playing again by the time this goes out because of World Cup qualifying, but he's now got 32 goals for the All-Whites. And I think in terms of what this hopefully means for Newcastle is that you know it will hopefully inject a bit of confidence back into his into his game. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's Fiji and it's New Caledonia. You know, they're not big world-beating teams, but just, you know, get, getting, you know, four goals in those two games. And the goal's a goal at the end of the day. We've seen him start to pick up and start to be involved in some more um, goal-scoring opportunities at, at club level, obviously. So... As you say, I don't see this as a negative. It'd be nice to have him back, um, and, and as you say, hopefully this translates into something that is more tangible for for Newcastle. But I do feel that his confidence had taken a bit of a hit at the mm. start of his Newcastle career, and yeah, this continual growth. I, I think I think confidence is something he struggled for this season. We know Chris Wood; he does have a decent record. He, he does tend to get into double figures, and of course. When he came in, only three goals for Burnley this season. So he, I think he was already coming in from a, a place of low confidence. And then it certainly took him a while to get going in a Newcastle shirt. But, you know, finally broke his duck. Got that first goal in that win over Southampton the other week. Obviously, we've then uh, played Chelsea and Everton and, and unfortunately lost both of those games. But he had chances and it wasn't... That the chance went badly. He, he did have a good go at it when before we were seeing him not really be in the right positions. Um, if he did get make contact with the ball, it was sloppy mm. or soft. And um, I, I can see it against, especially against Chelsea and, and Everton to an extent. Everton are one of those teams that are either really good or shite. There isn't really <laughs> an in between. Um, a bit like Tottenham. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so. It was 50-50 as to whether or not he's going to do, um, you know, 
get a, get a goal or something in those matches. So against those type of teams, you wouldn't necessarily expect Newcastle to to win. You might hope that you'd get something, but you don't necessarily expect that to be a whitewash. So the fact that he has been involved in um, in a couple of chances in those games, being in the right positions, just not being able to capitalise, was a positive at the time and obviously still is. Mm. Yeah, I think um, so. there's nine games left of the season now. If I, I, I think uh, double figures are very optimistic given how little time was left of the season and he's only got four goals of the I'm only not, one for us. I'm not sure anyone in Newcastle is going to hit double figures. No, no yeah. of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if he could just, if he can get, you know, another three or four in those final nine games, I think that would be brilliant to set him up for next season. I imagine Newcastle probably will try and go for another forward this summer anyway, just for cover, because as we know, Jolinton is basically midfielder now. And Callum Wilson's injury prone, so I think another forward uh, will be the order of the day. But even if Chris Wood becomes more of a, an option off the bench next season, depending on you know Callum Wilson's fitness and, and who maybe does come in, it'd certainly do his confidence a world of good. You know, if, if he can go on a, a just a bit of a run, you know, for the um, those final matches of the season. So yeah, fingers crossed. This international form can can really sort of help uh, lift him. And maybe we do see that run, um, especially because, um, well, we had a positive update from Eddie Howe on Callum Wilson and Kieran Trippier. Still seems like it's going to be quite a while till we see Wilson back on the pitch again. I don't think you're going to see him until next season. Very, very possibly, yeah. Yeah. He's um, Obviously, they've been in a training camp in in Dubai uh, over the international break. Those who weren't um, involved for their countries, which was most of them. And yeah, Eddie Howe gave us a bit of an update last week saying, you know, Callum Wilson is back in white training, but, you know, they're going to be very careful with him and bring him back because they don't want to risk him getting re-injured, which is is sensible and, and you've got to you've got to be careful with that, especially with a player, as, as a, let's face it, as injury-prone, unfortunately, as Callum Wilson is. And it, it helps the fact that the rest of the squad have really picked up also... You know, you've not you're not in such a dangerous position as you were when Callum Wilson initially got injured. Mm. He has the luxury now of being able to rest him, knowing that, yeah, obviously Newcastle will miss him, and and no doubt that you will not get the number of goals that you would with Callum Wilson. However, you know, you've you're still going to get something, and 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 that's the luxury that you just have to take. And I wouldn't really want to see him back until the end of the season. To be honest, I, I think just do everything you can to get him back ready for next season and, and see what happens from there. Yeah, I, th- I think if we do see him again, it's going to be literally maybe the last couple of games he might come off the bench or something. Mm. I'd, I'd be surprised, at least, yeah, based on how cautious and what, as I rightfully so they are being with him and the fact that we can afford to be, as you said, because thankfully we're not fight, having to fight tooth and nail now mm. to stay up. So we don't have to sort of force him back because we're desperate. Um, yeah, I think he's probably not going to feature too much. But um, good good update on Kieran Trippier as well. Again, they're going to be cautious with him. But in Eddie Howe's own words, he's one we could see back in action hopefully pretty soon. So again, I, I think this uh, this Tottenham game is obviously going to come far too early, I think, oh, for him. Yeah. So I, I doubt he'll be featuring against his former side in that one. But I, I get the feeling he, he will have a bit more of a part to play than, than Callum Wilson between now and the end of the season, which, again, it's not like it super matters from a survival point of view, hopefully. 
Um, but obviously, it'll just be good to just have him back on the pitch because we know, you know, we saw in those first few games just how much he can he can really elevate the team. I mean, frankly, at both ends of the pitch. Um, and Trippier, he yeah, he gave uh, an update on his own condition as well. Uh, in his own words, he he says my recovery is going really well. I'm moving a lot better now. My ankle's not as tight anymore. Just looking forward now to stepping up my recovery. So you know, positive update from from Kieran Trippier. Yeah, I think the the main concern actually seems to be the Bradcam. Well, I know obviously Fabian Sh- uh, Shower as well has had to put out the the uh, Switzerland squad as a precaution due to his abductor injury. So. Yeah, that that's a negative too. But the fact that Debravka he's missed a game with uh, uh, against Norway um, due to illness, and now he's a doubt for the trip to Spurs, and, and that that would be a major hit, to be honest, because the amount of uh, last minute amazing saves, like, I mean, and we saw this at the beginning of the season as well, how, how much Debravka was missed. I think he could potentially be the difference between a win and a draw, or well, <laughs> win, draw, or loss yeah. um, against Spurs because. Spurs have been hit and miss all season, every season, forever. Um, and they could have one of their really good games where they get a lot of chances. And as soon as you go down to Spurs, tend to stay down. Yeah, I think I think a lot of how we fare in Sunday's match could come down to whether those two are fit, Dubravka especially, because... It's who scores first, really, in this type of match. Yeah, like you said, Spurs are extremely inconsistent at the moment. They, they, well, they, they come into the international break with back-to-back wins over Brighton and West Ham. Mm. But that was the first time they've actually won consecutive matches since December. Um, literally, you look at their um, their form over the last uh, three months, it's literally win-loss, 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 like every week. Yeah, I mean, they can win against Man City and then lose against Middlesbrough and Burnley. Yeah. Um, you just can't. You can't. This. I feel sorry for anyone who does support Tottenham. A because of this form, um, and B because if you ever put a bet on your team, you know, like a fifty p bet. I'm sure everybody's done that once in a while. You can't even have a nice, you know, like educated guess with Spurs. I mean, it's whichever way the wind blows, really. Um, yeah, it's it's a big problem for them and, and for Antonio Conte. I mean, he. Well, if, if he hadn't have uh, paid so much for his uh, hair transplant, I'm sure he would be tearing it out. <laughs> uh, in frustration, he's certainly been, uh, you know, typical Antonio Conte, uh, vocal, <laughs> vocally frustrated <laughs> um, about his players and their performances. But yeah, this really is going to be like which Tottenham, t- uh, which Tottenham turn up, and yeah, what kind of shape we're in in terms of yeah, Dubravka, Fabian Cher at the back. I mean, it actually seems fairly even. They've lost 10 and uh, ten times this season, and Newcastle have lost 12. I mean, obviously, those 12 were pretty much all in one bloody line. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you sure. But, I mean, a team like Tottenham, at this stage of the season especially, not even by the end of the campaign, oh, please, so we've already lost 10 times. Yeah, it's Spurs, so they're not going to be great. Um, as much... I don't even despise Spurs. I think just their lack of consistency irritates me for no reason um you can't rely on them to do one thing <laughs> well i mean i tell you i was back there of course when we were a bit more desperate both for points ourselves and for our um competitors down near the bottom of the table to be uh not picking them up i have to say i was very annoyed when they went and lost to burnley um <laughs> 
But, yeah, and, and just to look at the situation, I guess, more widely, I mean, obviously, we are coming into this game now on the back of, you know, two defeats, neither of which we really deserved, especially the Chelsea one. But I think what I just want to see now is, as I said, we've got nine games left of the season. I think we're probably safe. We, we only, realistically, I think we only need about four or five more points to really sort of assure ourselves of survival. Obviously, it'd be better to have them sooner rather than later. Um, so what I really want to see, if I may be so bold as to uh, presume, and oh, this will probably come back to haunt me, yeah. <laughs> that Newcastle um, are more or less safe now, is well, we, we, obviously, yeah, we don't necessarily have anything to really aim for beyond that survival. But it'd just be nice to finish the season strongly go on a bit of a run again, get, get back to, well, literally what we were doing before the Chelsea and uh, the Everton defeats. You know, just, yeah, really build up some form, end the season strong. I want to see the players really fighting for their futures because, of course, now that we've got um, all this money to spend, I mean, I say that, I did actually see um, a report the other day that suggests we might not be spending quite so much this summer as we did in January, which I don't actually have a problem with because... No, because you don't you don't want a massive splurge of money for it to not be effective. We've seen that with Everton before. Newcastle need to be smart with the money. You can't have a team of individuals. This team's already working well together. A couple of additions to increase depth improve on a couple of players that you know have have been playing obviously really well out of their skins recently but that you know deserve a rest every now and then so a couple of more first team players would be really nice to see especially up front where there does seem to be a major issue um at the moment with, with basically just chris wood with callum wilson here, here and there yeah exactly so that's why i, I want to see those players who maybe are at risk of being replaced and, and, you know, some of them should be long-term. But, you know, for, for the meantime, fight for your place, guys. You know, really show that you, you deserve to stay on as part of the Eddie Howe revolution or the, the Saudi revolution, as I should probably, uh, unfortunately, term it. But that's that's what I'm hoping to see anyway over those uh, over these final months. Uh, we'll obviously see how that, that bears out. Um in terms of yeah, this this game on Sunday against Tottenham, you have to say the recent record isn't brilliant against them. We've only beaten them once since twenty sixteen, but that was away from home, courtesy, believe it or not, of uh, a one 0 win thanks to Jolinton of all people. So you never know, maybe Lightning will strike twice. You never know, anyway. It's Tottenham. But yeah, we'll be back to uh, report on that next week, hopefully with uh, just a bit more to talk about generally, because we'll actually have some action uh, to discuss. Um, in yeah, the... they don't exactly make it easy for us, do they? <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime, though, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and a positive review, that would be absolutely amazing. And until next time, this has been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Carl. No problemo. And thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.